Welcome to Forever's podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sapphire manager, Bucky Alonya. Bucky started her Forever business over 20 years ago. And while she's based in Dubai, she's often in the UK attending Forever's events. Today, we're going to focus on personal development and the importance of our attitude. Thank you for joining me today, Bucky. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Looking forward to this. So I'm curious to know, what was your job at the time? What were you doing in life when you first came across Forever? So I had various um, job roles at the time, but three job roles. As a mom, I worked in the Department of Transport and I was a part-time hairdresser. And um, a few years after, I decided to go back to university to become a counsellor that I worked up until when I really started Forever full-time. Okay, so were you not particularly happy in the job? What was your motivation for starting? Um, I was happy, actually, in the job. It was a very kind, friendly environment. But I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum, earning an income, but raising my children myself rather than somebody raising them for me. So that really was my, my why of looking outside my employment and my job qualification. Yes, because you'd worked quite hard to get to be you're a psychologist, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And it was and it was very interesting working with people, helping people to sort out their own problems. But I realised that I might actually have a problem if somebody else raised my children for me. They might be somebody else's patient, so I wanted to be there for them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So you got started, you using and retailing the products. Um, how long was it before you started to build a team and help other people? Um, to be really honest with you, I started building a team of customers almost immediately because I started to use the products. I fell in love with them. I could feel the difference in my body and I wanted to share this with other people. So almost immediately I was talking to friends about it and I was meeting different people and sharing the opportunity of using good and um, healthy products. So I'd say between two to three months, I'd built a healthy customer base and a few friends had joined me in the business. What, what skills did you have to develop that you didn't have in mm. terms of working in this way? Because obviously quite different to what you were doing previously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, patience because in my in my career I had to listen but then listening was part of it because we would listen and tell people what to do what we think they want to hear but in this industry with forever I really had to honestly listen to what the individual the women wanted to see happen and be patient with them as they transitioned from where they were to where they wanted to be. So that was a skill that I really had to pay attention to, listening and being patient. Mm. Mm. And in, in your view, what do people who are new in the business need from their mentor, their upline, the person who's helping them? We need to ask them why, what they want, because what people want determines how hard they work for it, isn't it? So it's crucial that people, we ask them, where do you want to be? Why, why are you looking at this opportunity? And what do you want to see happen? And that's all in questions, 
answers, listening, and not imposing my why on them, but allowing them to find their own why and work with them with their why. So everybody's different. So do you support people in different ways? Some Will some people need more access to you, for example, want to be in closer contact than others? It's interesting you should ask that, Diane, because when I first started, coming from a, a traditional work environment, um, that wasn't the case, you know, but I had to learn to give people their time. I had to learn to learn. I had to learn to learn about people and see that some people wanted um, a one-to-one and some people were quite happy to work in a group. So these are things that I had to learn. And then I had to then carry that learning to people, contact them individually or work as a group with people if they wanted to. Yes. And was there anything that you struggled with, uh, uh, either a skill or a... Mm -hmm personality trait that you had had to work on to either overcome or (laughs) well yes quite a few actually but it was believing myself and that made me understand that if I felt like this other people would feel that as well I I believed in the products in the company in the opportunity but I really struggled to believe in myself that I could do what was expected of me to change my life. And um, I was very, very, what's that word? I was very careless in my thoughts, if that makes sense. And when I say careless in my thoughts, I would model all my thoughts up and I would, I'd confuse myself. And I found that when I first started, People were confused. People couldn't figure out, was it the products? Was it the business? What was my why? And I had to learn by personally developing myself to organize my thoughts so that I could help other people organize their thoughts. And I had to believe in myself so that I could help other people believe in themselves. So those were two things that initially I struggled with and I had to work through. And that sounds as though it's very tied up with self-confidence then absolutely because I I didn't have the confidence unfortunately to build other people because I I didn't think that I I could do it I felt that I needed it but I couldn't I, I I didn't feel that I could do it because obviously at work and with my profession, it was a one-to-one all the time, but this is now working with a group of women, different women with different temperaments, different emotions. And it was really scary. And I didn't have the confidence I could do so. Mm. So in terms of the personal development, then it sounds to me, what you're talking about is in order to build others, you had to build yourself first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Diane. Absolutely. I had to go back. And, you know, if I hadn't actually started with forever, I'm not sure that I would have grown the way that I have grown. Um, I didn't really think. I thought, well, I was good at what I do, so that's okay. But then starting this journey, using the products, talking and working with other women actually made me look inwards. And I realized that, oh, my goodness me, I have a lot of work to do in and on myself for me to be able to show other women, show, not tell them show them that there's growth 
if you make an effort. So I had to go back and unlearn a lot to learn, to make room for learning new skills. And how did you do that? Through reading, training, mindsets? What, what, how, do you, how did you get started on that path? I think, to be really honest, when you find that you're talking to lots of people and you're very emotional about things and you're reacting to things, you know that you need help, don't you? So I started to read. I really started to read. And my very, very best initial book was called The Twelve Pillars by Jim Brown. And I loved it because it was looking at myself, what I wanted to achieve, why I wasn't achieving it and what I could do differently. So I really just delved into reading, reading and just reading and watching videos and attending some online classes as well. Eric Worre was a big one for me at that time. I actually traveled to Las Vegas to actually sit and watch him. So, yes, I really had to pay for in terms of not just money, but time personal development yes for our listeners that aren't familiar with the marketing plan or the mm. brand, what, mm. what does sapphire manager mean so basically what sapphire manager means in our industry is helping nine personally introduced individuals to achieve the position of manager whilst you've achieved it as well and help them develop a good self-confidence attitude and build a good team as well and then you qualify as long as you've got the nine managers effectively being effective in the industry you qualify as a, a sapphire manager wow that must be really rewarding to have helped nine people to achieve that absolutely diane because you know the, the beauty about our industry is you see those people and it's not just seeing them to be really fair the company rewards you as well for looking after them and you know is rewarding watching people earning a little bit more feeling a little bit better looking much approaching life with a better attitude more confident bolder and kinder can you imagine just building all those characteristics in a person just because they wanted to use great products. It's unbelievable. Um, I've heard you talk about attitude. Can you tell yeah. me why attitude is so important? Well, to be really honest, I had an encounter with a very, very elderly woman many, many years ago. But before that, my I remember my father would say things like, um, charisma would open a door for you to enter into a room, but your attitude would keep you in the room. And then this other woman buttressed it by saying, where you stand when you're young is where you sit when you're old. And that made me think that if my attitude was not in a place where people would, people would gravitate towards me and I'm looking I, not just the industry, but I want to make friends and I want people, I do, I mean, everybody wants people to to like them and you want them to like you because you're genuine. Um, I started to look and research a lot more about attitude. What's the benefit of a good attitude? What happens when you lose yourself? Because sometimes we can't always be good. We can't always have great attitudes. We can't always react positively to things but you can quickly collect yourself when you catch yourself because you have behind your mind that your attitude really is your altitude mm, 
I love that. So if we slip, because I think life is easy when we have a good attitude, but oh, yes. things happen and maybe that slips. What what would you give to people for um, getting back on track, as it were? If, I if would say. I would say, to be honest, Diane, don't beat yourself up because we're all work in progress, aren't we? And, you know, we're learning, we're unlearning things. We've all had different backgrounds. We've seen different people act in certain ways. We have learned behaviour as well. So rather than just beat yourself up and think, oh, well, you know, that's just who I am, you know, ask for help. I usually, so I remember when I was when my children were young, we used to have a little session in the evenings and say, so tell me three good things about yourself and three not so good things about yourself. And then we think, okay, so what do you think I can do to make this better? And the same thing is this, is, is what I say to grown-ups, grab a pen and paper, write down the, 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 the flaws. I don't want to call them challenges, the little flaws. And what do you think you can do to, to help that, that, that behavior? Sometimes it just means, even keeping away from certain people at a time, people who you might feel might aggravate you a little bit, just for that session and looking inward and, and being kind to yourself and saying, you know what, I was allowed to be cross, but I mustn't stay cross. I was allowed to feel, you know, maybe unforgiving, but I mustn't stay unforgiving. I must forgive that person. I must forgive myself. So it's about a self thing for us to be able to improve on ourselves. Yeah, reflection is very powerful, isn't it? Sitting absolutely, and absolutely, absolutely. Thinking and and you know, I, I I feel that what something that really has helped me that I learned when I was I was growing up from my father actually and my mother. To be honest, my mother would say, if you don't meet that person going up the ladder, you will meet them coming back. Watch yourself. And so we would always be asked to go and reflect. Why did you do that? Why do you think you shouldn't have done that? So I, I was raised with questioning, questioning why did I do what I did, why I shouldn't do. And to be really honest, even if you don't have that opportunity, just sit back and look over the day. That's a really good way of reflecting, Diane. Look over your day and see how you got on in the day. What could you have done differently? Why can you do it differently? And how can you do it differently? And I think that's crucial. I think also perhaps one of the reasons Fervor is so powerful in the personal development field is that we help one another and asking others for their opinions mm -hmm. and their experiences because we don't see our own blind spots do we no. So, no. so reflection on its own isn't always ha completely helpful giving us the answer no. so no. we need to develop a um, strong enough resilience and sense of self don't we to be able to handle a critique from people not criticism but some yes truths do you agree with that I totally agree with that I mean I fall I I, I am guilty of that because sometimes I'll be like no I'm not like that but yeah. you know we go away seriously when I go away I actually say a little prayer and I say you know what God I probably am like that but help me not to be like that I think really attitude is about acceptance 
accepting what you hear other people say and not being cross about it. Or even if you are cross out of embarrassment, because sometimes people get cross, not because they want to get cross, but, but because they're embarrassed. And so you don't have to stay in a place of embarrassment. Take it away and see what you can actually do to make it better. And understand that, you know, people are not wanting to hurt you or harm you or criticize you. It's just wanting to help you become a better version of yourself. Yes. And of course, the way that message is delivered can be, <laughs> can be, oh God, yes, well, can't it, to be yes. delivered in a positive way where it is genuinely coming from a place of wanting to help. You're right, actually, Diane, because, you know, yesterday it was a, it was a very emotional session I had and all I wanted to do was share the collagen. But it, and, and she 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 was very emotional because she said, oh, you know, my daughter's gang up at me and and, you know, the, the, they, the, this is how they were speaking with me. And I think, to be really honest, I think it's so true that we have to be careful how we deliver that message because it can be counterproductive if that person feels that you're actually antagonizing them rather than wanting them to, to be better. Yeah. So real skill in being a mentor and helping others. It is. It is. It is actually, it is a real skill because you're constantly thinking, you're, const you're constantly on your toes, on your P's and Q's. You are because it's crucial that in that process of wanting to help that person become the best version of themselves, you're actually not destroying them by, oh, you shouldn't do this. And why did you do that? You can't look like this. Why are you do You have to honestly say, look, this is what I'm feeling that we could do better. And you must always be willing and humble enough to use yourself as an example. I tend to do that a lot. And I say, this is where I was before. I wasn't always like this. And I learn also to meet people where they are because we can miss that. We can want people to get better so quickly that we forget where they are and we're quickly just dragging them to where we want them to be. So it's crucial that we're patient. It's crucial that we learn the skills and please use yourself as an example so people are comfortable to be vulnerable. With and we are all different. And the worst thing that we can do is to try and put our map of the world onto other people. Mm, mm. It's so true. And um and, and there's a there's a very thin line in wanting to help someone get better and in wanting to or and in imposing your views and your whys and your ways of life onto that person. So you're correct. It's so important that we listen, it goes back to listening, doesn't it? And listening is one of um, a very important personal development trait. You must listen to them and you must be able to take yourself out of the equation and put them forefront and listen and write and let them see that you care so that you can get the best results rather than imposing your wants, your needs, your why on that person. So what has forever brought into your life that you wouldn't have had if you'd stayed in a traditional working job, do you think? Oh, my goodness. Confidence and the ability to think for myself. Critical thinking. 
critical thinking. And, you know, I was actually thinking about that when I was, um, when I, when, when I, when I was thinking about forever and I thought, I'm not really a proud person, but I'm, I feel very prideful if there's any word like that when I'm traveling and forever's pain and there's a there's an air of confidence an air of love you know because forever pays for our journeys they put us in hotels they look after us they they feed us they reward us they love on us and you know that you can't get that in a work environment I mean and it's not because the work environment is cruel it's just not part of the job description. But forever as says, if you help as many people, we would give you the best life ever. And I love traveling. So, I mean, we just come back from Bali in May. And it was, every year I say this, it was one of my best trips ever with forever. And it's just the fact that a company says, thank you. Thank you for helping other people. Thank you. Thank you, Bookie, for helping those many people. Thank you for being uh for being a good example as a forever business owner i love that so bali was as a result of achieving and meeting some of the incentives is that mm -hmm. right? absolutely absolutely so bali was um as a result of me qualifying for, for the global rally and qualifying for chairman's bonus a little bit of profit from the company from helping people um also to become successful in the industry it was the most amazing trip ever I think I, I say like I said I say this every year <laughs> so you mentioned about success what's your definition of success Bucky Diane my definition of success is not money but my definition of success is actually helping other people move from a place of discomfort to a place of comfort, comfortably, at their own pace, to achieve what they want to achieve and become the best version of themselves. Just watching people grow, just watching people succeed, just watching people being happy, just watching people being well, just watching families being able to do things they couldn't have done or wouldn't have been able to do if they hadn't met me in forever. That is success for me. Yes, good answer. And what do you do to relax when you're not um, mentoring people and retail <laughs> products? How how do you how do you unwind? Um, I love reading. Absolutely love reading. I'm one of those people that can read three books at once. I love to share. I love to share the knowledge from the books, and I love to recommend books as well. So what I do is I listen. When someone's saying something, they say, oh, I know the book that would help you. I love to read and recommend books. And I love to dance. When I'm dancing, I feel like I'm just in the in the wind and I'm just swaying from side to side. I love dancing. I really do. Those are the two things that if anyone offered, I know they love me. Reading books and dancing. Those are the things that I do to unwind. Oh, so you will you be watching the the seat the next strictly when it starts? Oh. Oh my goodness, yes, I usually do. And I swear when I do that, when I, I, I can just, I just feel that I'm in there and I, I just love, I, it's very, very refreshing. Yeah. And, you know, and you smile when you're dancing. And, you know, smile actually releases 
endorphins and it makes us feel good and it makes us feel kind and it makes us, you know, um, have great attitude. So I love to do those things. I go back to attitude. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So what makes a good leader? Um, And how do you become one? What makes Leading by example. Leading by example, being honest. Because when you're leading people, people want to know where you started from. They want to to listen to your stories. So you must have honest stories to tell. Humility is another thing. And also um, allowing people to, to run the race at their own pace is so crucial. And also showing people rather than telling people is is a key ingredient of being a a good leader and also respecting people when you communicate with them. Understanding that we all come from different backgrounds and addressing people with respect is so crucial. And of course, serving. I remember Jim Rohn said, serving many leads to greatness. So serve as many people as you can and you will become a good leader. Yes, good advice. What aspirations do you have for the next couple of years? You, I imagine you've got some. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew, I mean, because I work with a lot of women, I'm in the next couple of years, honestly, I'm looking to meet at least 20 to 30 women that I would help transition from where they are if they want to if they ask me for help to where they want to be so that because I know that most women really what they're looking for is to be able to raise their families to be able to help those children their family become useful individuals in society and so for me I would love to help those women transition from where they are to where they want to be and help them also raise their families, raise their children in particular, so they can be much more useful in society and valuable, and so that the children can feel valuable themselves in society. That's really what I'd want to see happen. Influencing the next generation. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for your time today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, If people want to connect with you, Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that you have um, a forever, um, you have a Facebook page, which is uh, Bucky Alonia Health Coach. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's B-U-K-K-Y and surname is O-L-U-O-N-Y-E. That's right. Yes. Bucky Alonia Health Coach. And on Instagram, health underscore first underscore now. Is that right? That's right, Diane. Thank you. Yes. And so if people message you on those platforms and then you can start a conversation, I know you like to do a lot over WhatsApp and in person, don't you as well? I do. And I have, I also have um, a website, a forever website, and it's a healthfirst.myforever.biz. So yes, but I do a lot also, you're right, Diane, on WhatsApp. So I respond much quicker on WhatsApp but I will make an effort also to go on those other handles. Okay, lucky. Lucky. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
so much, Diane. Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you very much.